Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of United on Wheels. United on Wheels is United's finals podcast about life as an active wheelchair user, and I'm your host, Ian Reuter. For those of you who don't know, I'm United's final employee, and I'm the editor of New Mobility Magazine. If you've listened to the podcast before, you know we're always trying new formats and new ideas, and this episode is no different. Instead of tackling a big issue or a sprawling topic, today we're going to hone in on one popular product and hopefully give you all the information and more you need to decide whether it might be a good fit for you. So what's the special product, you ask? The Permobile Smart Drive. If you've been to any big event with a lot of wheelchair users, you've probably seen one, or maybe you've only seen them online or in new mobility. But the Smart Drive is one of the leading power assist options for manual wheelchairs, and it's changing the way many manual wheelchair users live their lives. If you haven't seen the Smart Drive, it's a small, lightweight, black attachment that snaps on to almost any manual chair. It relies on a powerful motor and a lithium-ion battery to provide users the extra power needed for tough terrain, hills, or any other obstacle. And for all you speed demons, it also makes it really easy to cruise around at high speeds without wearing yourself out. The design has steadily improved over the years, with the current iteration allowing users to control their speed and braking with a handy Bluetooth wristband. And as I found out, there are even more improvements on the way. To learn all about the Smart Drive, I was fortunate to be joined by Curtis Merring and Julie Malukas, two people who are highly familiar with all the devices ins and outs. An occupational therapist and researcher by trade, Curtis has been working on wheelchair seating issues and neurological recovery for the past nine years. Two years ago, he joined the team at Permobile, and he currently serves as a director of market development for manual products. Essentially, the guy in charge of bringing new products like the Smart Drive to market. Julie is a longtime member of the Spinal Cord Injury Club and a very satisfied Smart Drive user. After a long career in financial administration and accounting, today she works part time at a local nonprofit and keeps her accounting skills up to date with some private bookkeeping on the side. She's an active adaptive sports enthusiast and an avid alpine sit skier who still manages to find time to be a strong community advocate in Texas. In addition to covering all the Smart Drive basics, we talked about the many ways a power assist like the Smart Drive can lead to more independence and why therapists are encouraging manual chair users to consider using power assist earlier and more frequently than they ever have in the past. We also talked about funding strategies and the all important question, how do I get insurance to cover this? I learned a lot talking with Curtis and Julie, and I think the conversation will prove really useful for anyone who's considering the Smart Drive and also anyone trying to decide whether a power assist device might be right for them. As always, thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. You're listening to United on Wheels, the web's best podcast for active wheelchair users, with your host, Ian Ruder. First off, uh, I'm thrilled to welcome Curtis and Julie to join me today. Curtis, Julie, thank you guys so much for making the time. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. We, we you. appreciate you making the time. Of course. Uh, I don't want to waste any time. I want to jump right in. we got a really exciting thing to talk about today. And uh, I think a lot of people are going to be familiar with the Smart Drive and what it does. But for people who haven't heard of the Smart Drive or haven't seen a Smart Drive, maybe Curtis, you could give us a little bit of the background. And Julie, you could chime in with some of your personal experience and fill, fill in some of the blanks that maybe Curtis didn't touch on. 
Sounds good. Yeah, sure. So, and you're right. Um, we're real lucky that I think more people are learning about the smart drive these days. When I go to abilities expos, um, instead of people coming and asking, what is that device? They're actually saying, hey, can I come and trial the device? Uh, but for people that still don't know about it, what it is is it's a power assist device that attaches to the back of a manual wheelchair. So it actually gives you power onto your already developed, already designed manual wheelchair for you, uh, which is super important for those people who are in manual wheelchairs because they push two to three thousand times per day. Um, and this is really designed and meant so that, you know, to optimize the amount of propulsions that you have to do or really kind of limit the amount of strain it puts on your shoulders throughout the day. Yeah, I agree. I've been using the Smart Drive for three or four years now. I've used uh, both of the watches that came with it or the push trackers that came with it. And it, what it does is it gives me options. I only have so much energy to get through a day. And the Smart Drive, the smart drive allows me to do more. Um, for instance, if I want to go to the farmer's market, which I do all the time, um, I, can, I have to park far away, I have to push a long way, and I don't want to grab the first tomato that I get. So it just gives me more options, and then I can leave the farmer's market with energy to get through my day. Julie, you mentioned the push tracker. Maybe you guys could elaborate a little bit on what that is and talk a little bit about how the smart drive has evolved over time. So I know this isn't the first iteration of it, and it's really it's gone from a good product to, I think, a great product. Yeah, and you know that when it was Max Mobility and now it is Permobile, it's the engineers that were there were really designing it to try to include as many people as possible with the device and also to not change the manual chair too much. There's a lot of design and effort and work that goes into creating a manual chair for someone. So the engineers kind of designed it so that it fits there. And through those iterations, you know, there used to be a bigger battery. We got rid of that. Um, it used to be controlled by a button or a switch control. And now it's controlled by a band that you wear on your wrist. Um, that also had two different iterations. Once it was just a large button where you couldn't see any settings. Um, the current version is a, is a small band that has a small screen on it and two little buttons. And then what we're really excited to talk about a little bit today and what um, you'll be seeing in the next couple months is actually moving over to a smart wearable. Um, so we're taking technologies of every day putting the push tracker into that sort of technology and then it really opening it up for more people to use it as well. Mm -hmm. I know uh, in the past power assist kind of meant cumbersome add-ons a lot of the time it was they were clunky or heavy or you know they made your power your manual chair more difficult to push maybe or heavier to carry around. Julie what's it been like for you working with the smart drive and the push tracker as far as uh, getting around and being able to actually, you know, independently use it. The nice thing about it is it's not that heavy. It just, I can pick it up, I can put it on the back of my normal everyday chair, go where I want to go, I can get it in any vehicle, so I don't have to plan for an accessible transportation. I can put it in a car, whoever's driving, I can use that. And how do you, how do you use the push tracker? I mean, for people who haven't seen it, or maybe don't quite understand what that what that does, uh, you know, with the with the wristband and everything. How does that control the speed and stuff? What do you do? Okay, the it takes some training. I recommend training. So you wear a watch. It looks like a watch on your wrist. With your therapist, you learn how to set it so you get to the right speed. You, you can control how fast you're going to go, how you want to stop, safety issues. 
And basically, I just put the smart drive on the back of my chair. There's no extra drilled holes. There's just a plastic ring that attaches to my axle. So I put it on, I turn on the push tracker, and I just basically, you hit it. You hit it once, and it'll start going. You hit it again, it'll maintain that speed. And then when you want to stop, you hit it again. It's very easy, but it does take training. Yeah, gotcha. To define it a little bit uh, more, too, the initial hit to kind of get it started is the double tap. So you double tap to start it, single tap to set your speed, and then a double tap to stop it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you first hear that, it, it kind of sounds like, well, why would you go to tap gestures? Why would you use uh, something where I have to kind of remember something or coordinate it? But the truth is, is that the original iterations, you had to usually, you used to have to push to be able to go. And not everybody has control in their shoulders or their arms to be able to get that first push. So now you can just double tap to engage the motor and get it going. Um, and in terms of what used to be also is that you would grab the wheel to stop it, which is good because actually Julie reminded me that's how you learn how to stop a wheelchair when you're first in there. But the problem with that with a power assist is that if you grab the wheel to turn, it's going to pick up that you're trying to turn it off. So now instead of guiding through a turn or coasting through a turn, mm -hmm. you actually shut your power assist off. So that's kind of how the evolution of Smart Drive came to a tap gesture. It's very similar to when you're pushing chair manually. A lot of times going around the corner, you put your hand on the wall to help you turn around the corner. And this way you can still, with the smart drive turned on, you can just grab your wheel, coast around the corner, let go of your wheel, and continue straight. So you're, so you're using the smart drive like you're walking with a friend. You don't have to do anything differently. I just like saying double tap a lot because it makes me feel like I'm a cool James Bond type assassin or something. <laughs> but. But yeah, no, I think that's a really great description for people who maybe haven't seen it. So Julie, you mentioned, you know, going to the farmer's market and taking some of the the ease, uh, making it easier for you to go longer distances. Can you give us a few more examples of some of the benefits and uh, the ways that this has impacted your life having it these last three or four years? The smart drive has given me more choices. Um, I love to do everything outside. I like to go camping. I like to go hiking with my friends. I like to go to music festivals. And all of those things are on hilly terrain and sometimes off-road. So the only way I could go without the smart drive is to get someone to go with me. But I'm 63 years old, and my friends are 63 or even older, and they can't push me anymore. So I had to find a way to get around on my own, and the smart drive allows me to do that. Um, when I go camping, they have this great accessible cabin at, at the state park that I like to go to, but it has a huge, long switchback ramp, and I can only go up that on my own without the smart drive a couple of times in a day, but I'm in and out of that cabin all day long. Um, limiting to two times would mean I couldn't go on my own. I would have to have someone to go with me. Now, with a smart drive, I can go on my own. What's the charge like for it? How long does it hold a charge? How far can you go? Uh, can you use it? Um, all day or longer. Mm -hmm. so, we, so you're able to go camping and take it with you, and it'll do everything you need, you need it to do? Definitely. And the, and the charger is, is small, lightweight. I can carry that with me. It's not hard. But I charge at the end of every day just because it makes me feel better. But um, it'll last definitely a day or longer. That's awesome. And have you noticed uh, improvement or general health benefits for your shoulders or your overall body feeling with 
having the, with the reduction in pushing and kind of ease of getting around? It's done two things. First of all, my shoulders were and are a problem. I push all the time and I need them to last. So it's taken the stress off of my shoulders. Um, the other thing it's done is allow me to do more things in a day. Instead of say, going to the farmer's market and then having to go home and rest and be toast for the day, now I can go to the farmer's market, take my time, shop, and still go to the grocery store or meet my friends for coffee or go to the bookstore and still have energy when I get home to wash dishes and cook. That's awesome. Uh, Curtis, you and I have talked a little bit about this, uh, the trend in uh, power assist and mobility in general, uh, the shift away from people saying, you know, I don't know whether this is really for me to, maybe I should do this now before it's too late. Uh, the proactive versus reactive adoption of this power assist stuff. Can we talk a little bit about that and yeah. what, what you guys are pushing for? Yeah, you framed it really well, and I think a lot of some of it has to do with insurance, and some of it has to do with just the general um, idea around power. Is a, a manual wheelchair user a lot of times will say, "I won't go to power assist until I need it," and knowing the health benefits of it, and knowing that Smart Drive can actually let you choose to do more things, um, we're trying to change that frame so that I'm going to choose Power Assist now so I'll never need it, right? We don't want you to get to a place to where you need assistance throughout the day. We want you to choose it now so that you can do more and that you'll never need it in the future. Definitely. Um, so when we talk about the uh, uh, the Smart Drive, who is the target audience for this? Like, as a from the Permobile side, who are you guys looking for or reaching out to or encouraging to investigate uh, getting one of these? Yeah, so I think, um, as you guys know, I'm a therapist and I was an OT in the clinic for nine years before I came over to Permobile. And to me, you know, the, the approach that I always took with it is that if you're a manual wheelchair user, you should be considering a smart drive or some sort of power assist. Um, and hopefully, you know, 80 to 90 percent of the time, we think SmartJob can meet those needs. Um, just traditionally, what you kind of see considered um, is someone who is like a paraplegic. What we say is relatively more high functioning or has more high, or more postural control. Um, but the truth is, um, because of the tap gestures, because of different opportunities of actually attaching switches to it, you know, if you're pushing a chair, or even if you're someone who's had a stroke and you're using a hemi propulsion technique. No propulsion technique is efficient, so you should be considering different types of ways to kind of help you get around a little bit better. I Julie, I mean, oh yeah, go ahead. I don't think that it should be limited to just a paraplegic or stroke. I think anybody who's in a chair full time should use it because it gives you more options. Do you have friends who use it, Julie, or other people? Do you have other people in the community that use them? Yes, I have a lot of friends who use it. I worked across, at a camp this summer, and almost every counselor had one. Across the spectrum of injuries and disabilities? and Yes. Yes. That's yeah, and with one of the new iterations, when, when the new Push Tracker E2, that's going to be the name of the new Push Tracker, but when it comes to market, 
um, we're actually going to bring back switches as an option as well. So um, one great example is we have a, a little kiddo, I think in Oklahoma or Arkansas, who is a quadruple amputee. And we've adapted the switch so that with his residual limb and his leg, he can push it like a gas pedal. And then with his residual limbs on his arms, he can steer and drive. So, you know, therapists are creative. Mm -hmm. We're creative. Your reps are creative. Um, adding that power onto it really opens up more opportunities for a lot more people if we if we think about it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So you mentioned the E2 a couple of times. Tell us more about what that is, when that's coming, and what the impact it's going to have for people. Yeah, yeah, we're really excited about it. So um, Julie has, you know, relatively limited hand function in one side. Um, we also work with people who are, are tetraplegia who have limited hand function. And the current push tracker has a few buttons on it and has a really small screen. Um, so these were a lot of feedback that we were getting about the current push tracker. So what that led us to do is redesign it or led the engineers to do is to redesign it so that we're actually going to use smartwatch technology or wearable technology that has a larger touch screen on it that only has a single push button that can be programmed around that you don't have to be use it. And that when you're changing your settings or you're trying to figure out how you do your tapping, because you have a regular size screen and a regular, uh, what do we say, modern day technology, um, it's just really intuitive to use. And actually, Julie got to try it if you want to talk about it a little bit. The nice thing about the new one is that you can tap the screen of the watch. You can use part of the finger, your knuckle. Anyone will be able to tap that. It's a it's a relatively large watch face, so it's very easy to see. There are also colors um, to stop. There's um, a red area that you push, and I just associate those things. I don't have to sit there and think, like on the current one, okay, what setting? Can I see it? Is it right? Yeah. I love the new one. Yeah, and another big benefit of it, too, is if you wanted to wear a watch and you wanted to wear your push tracker band, you would have to wear two of them. Um, now you can integrate all those mm -hmm. modern technologies just into one device, and, and you don't get the questions, well, what is that on your wrist? Well, why do you have watch. two watches? Yeah, or why, do you, why are you wearing two watches? Yeah. That's cool. So will the E2 be standard on all future smart drives, or is that an option? How is that going to work? Yeah, so the way we're going to bring it to market is um, there'll be three options. So you can control the smart drive just through your switch controls, which are now come thumb, called thumb throttles. So you can choose just that. You can choose to stick with the original push tracker, which is what is on the market currently, the wristband that they use, or you can choose the push tracker E2. Um, so it's completely up to the individual which level, I say low, mid, high tech, that they want to do, um, and that doesn't change the price. Everything will be included just the same way that it's covered right now. And when when will this be launching? When will the E2 be coming out? Uh, we're hopeful sometime in October. Awesome. So if people are interested in that, they can start you know, talking to therapists or whoever they have to go through at this point to maybe start the paperwork or something along those lines. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if they're worried that they might get the push tracker version, um, we are working on an upgrade program for people that were right around the launch date. So let's say it was, you know, October 15th, we're going to choose a period both before and after that we'll grant. Like if you give us the serial number um, and answer a few questions about the product, we'll go ahead and send you the upgrade for free. Awesome. So like all great technology, the one downside on these things is always that they're not, they don't come free and they're not easy. You know, they're not cheap. But in talking with you, you had some, I think, really good points about uh, ways to go about getting this and ways to work with insurance. Uh, maybe 
Curtis, you could talk a little bit about that and give some advice for people who are interested so that they're not scared off uh, and say that there's no way they can make this happen. Yeah, and Julie's great <laughs> to have an example for this as well because it's it, it's a little frustrating both from a therapist side and as now like uh, a marketing person for Permobile is that there's this misnomer that this is not a medical device. Um, just like your wheelchair is paid by your insurance, so is a smart drive. Um, it's paid differently. It's paid through what's called a cap rental system. So what that does is that you just have to be a little bit more specific about which uh, dealers might be willing to provide that product. Um, and any of our Permobile reps are very, very well learned on who those dealers are and how we can work with them. But overall, if, if you qualify for a manual wheelchair, you should try a smart drive and you most like, or you should try a power assist, hopefully a smart drive, and that you should um, most likely qualify for one as well. Mm -hmm. So Julie, tell us, tell us how you went, went about getting yours. Um, I found out about the smart drive through Curtis, who was my OT therapist at the time. Okay. Um, I, the clinic that we were using or the clinic that I went to had a demo. I took it to a camp that I was working at and loved it. I came back and called my equipment dealer and they said, oh, no, it's not covered. Um, talked to Curtis again and found out that it was covered, but it was covered differently. And I had trouble finding a dealer who would actually sell one to me because they didn't like the way the insurance, my insurance was reimbursing them. So I went through a different process. Texas has a Texas work, workforce system, which is a rehabilitation program, and they provide funding to people who are trying to return to work or to help them maintain gainful employment. So my Texas workforce counselor helped me by paying for this device because it was useful to keep me at work. Awesome. Yeah, it's a definitely, definitely a good thing to consider. And so, Curtis, going back to what you were saying about the different dealers uh, working with the capped rental process, uh, the best advice is to reach out to Permobile. Is that through your website, would you recommend, or how would you, re you encourage somebody to, to find out the rep or who they should be talking to to find the right dealer to make this happen? Yeah, if you go onto the Permobile Smart Drive website, there's the contact um, contact email. There's also a contact phone number. And, you know, I do want to give our dealers a lot of credit. There's a lot of ones. There are a lot out there that actually do do it. Um, with, kind of going along those lines, like you're saying with the new technology, sometimes it takes a long time for it to kind of catch on or for people to really understand how it's paid, how it's reimbursed. And, you know, one side of it is, is that, you know, the dealers have to be prepared for it. So we know the ones that are already prepared for it and the ones that are willing to work for it. So, yeah, I think the website is a great place to go and check it out. Um, we'll also connect you directly with your rep and the rep that can help you kind of walk through that process for you. I think that's important because uh, when I got mine three or four years ago, it was quite a process. Now, a lot of my friends are able to contact dealers and get them without that much trouble. So as time goes on, it does get easier to obtain them. Yeah. And then, while we're on the topic of insurance, if you don't mind, just one more topic is that um, we did create on 
on our way to doing the Push Tracker E2, another app called the Smart Evaluation app. So if a therapist or an ATP has never done it before or they have done it and they want to collect some objective data that they can send into their insurance companies, um, the app actually does it for you, creates a, a template and shifts it right over. So, you know, trying to to really object, give the objective data needed to support how much improvement you could make over a lifetime of pushing with this device. Excellent. And just so everybody knows, the website is permobileus.com. Is that right? That's right. Yep. And it'll so, be under ma manual products. Excellent. Um, I'm trying to think. I think that those are all my questions for you guys. But before. Uh, before we finish up, is there anything that we didn't talk about, you know, regarding the smart drive or in general that you guys wanted to cover or want to mention stories? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing that I hear still um, from other people is why didn't I try it sooner? Um, and obviously this is, you know, my job to tell people that, but also I really do think, you know, changing that paradigm from, you know, not waiting until I need it to use it. If people do put it on their chair, try it, what they're going to see is like, well, maybe I can go to work all day and my kid's soccer game, or maybe I can go on that family mm -hmm. vacation now, or I was not going to go to UT because the hills are too big, but now I can go to that campus. Um, it definitely, the, the light bulb turns on once it's on the chair and once you feel it. So if you haven't tried it, I, I highly recommend giving it a shot. It also maintains independence. It's so important for me to be able to do things on my own without having to ask someone to help or go with me and push me. And the smart drive gives me those options. I highly recommend it. Excellent. Uh, and I always like to give people at the end, we mentioned the Permobile website, but I like to give people a chance to shout out any other resources or projects you guys have going on or things that you'd like to make people aware of that kind of tie in. If there's anything like that, it's a good time yeah. to get it out there. That's great. Well, on our website, if you look for our easy tie form as well, so that's our, our manual wheelchair configurator, um, it will also build a letter of medical necessity in the background for you. So again, if you've never done it before or you want some help with it, we can do that. And then the other option is for those people that truly don't have any funding and or have issues with co-pays, we also have the Permobile Foundation. So that's a separate nonprofit that every portion of a chair, a smart drive, a manual chair, a power chair that we sell goes into the foundation. And then that nonprofit actually once a month meets and anybody that applies to it will get some of their stuff covered for them. Not, I'm sorry, not everybody that applies, but a, a certain amount of them that apply for it. And is that on, is the information for that is on the main Permobile website also? It is, or they can just Google Permobile Foundation or go right to permobilefoundation.org. Great. That's a great resource. Uh, well, thank you both so much for making the time. Hopefully this was helpful for people who are interested in, in the smart drive or are interested in power assist or just interested in their health, uh, learning a little bit more about it and how they can get it. And if anything, I think we learned today that, you know, uh, it's available, it's out there, and you shouldn't get, don't let people turn you away uh, if you think it's something that might benefit you. So I think those are all great lessons, and I really appreciate you both with uh, sharing your insight and making the time. Thank you, Ian. This is great. Thank you. Yep. Visit our website, www.unitedspinal.org. Follow United Spinal Association on Facebook. Connect with United Spinal on Twitter via United Spinal. United Spinal Association. Rolling on by. Thanks for listening.